0: if you believe that you can have syphilis too. In this episode, we'll discuss the differences between the Dublin and London drag scenes and also catch up with our cis heiress. Also, discuss the sudden release of the first episode. Hey, Israel. My name is Miss Ruth. And I'm Mistaken. And together we are podcasters, officially. Thank you so much to anyone who tuned in, anyone who shared all the responses that we got from our first episode. I don't want to be that person and be like, oh my God, I, I was so surprised, but I was so surprised. Yeah, the responses, in fairness, <laughs> the responses were a little bit lovely gal. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Um, they we definitely were a little bit surprised Yeah, we um, had our little like Oscar you like me, you really like me moment yeah well not in my DMs I don't think anyone in my DMs was actually saying they liked it they were more so <laughs> just acknowledging that they listened to it fair, very um, very fair and I respect everyone's opinions on the matter now you did say that you were surprised <sighs> When you say that you were surprised, were you more surprised at the reaction or the fact that you accidentally leaked episode right. one? Right. Now listen. Well, what had happened was so basically, I was um, doing my little administrative duties. I was um, editing the podcast, and for some like background information for anyone who doesn't isn't professionals like us, um, you have to set up your distribution. I never claim to be a professional. <laughs> Probably for the best. Yeah. Um, Redact that. I'm saying that to my future self. Um, for anyone who isn't like familiar, basically you have to set up distribution for your podcast. So you have to make sure that you um send it on and get approval from like Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, all the kind of stuff. So I, I was doing my due diligence um, and I was like, okay, right. So I have to publish it and pass it on to them. But when I published it, I just like released you it. You fully released it. No, I really, yeah, I released it. And what we call what we call now, it, In fairness, we had planned out this lovely kind of podcast recording timeline. Oh, we had a schedule. We had a plan. The first we were, time in our life. The only thing we've ever properly planned out was this podcast. And yeah. we had a release date. We were like, I think we were going to go in and around the... Um, Valentine's week That was kind yeah, of the plan Yeah That made sense to us In our mind It gave us time as well To get used to speaking Like into the abyss Because like yeah. in fairness For more context I'm a contextual queen As you can tell Do you know The, the past that year That the podcast Contextual queen <laughs> I know it was so much Listen back to everything I was like for context For context Always Um, We've only just about Got the hang of And I'm not saying We're good at it But we've got the hang of How to do a drag show From yeah. home the, the at-home drag shows via the MacBook Pro is, like, a phenomenon of the past year. Phenomenon. Um, and we've barely just about got our handle on it. So, like, now getting used to try, trying to just talk into said MacBook Pro. Yeah. W- whilst not performing. Now, by you saying that a drag show in your living room is one thing, um, I do just want to stress that that one thing does not mean it's good. No, no, no. no. Absolutely <laughs> um, No one should ever have to do that. But... That's where we are at the moment, but yeah, it definitely was strange. So we wanted to um, so to speak, ease ourselves into things. But um, I my fingers had a different um, had a different storyline going on altogether, and I just released it. We have full time jobs. We have real real people responsibilities, and out of nowhere, it was like literally Monday afternoon, and it was like oh, well, it was look, the podcast is out. Yeah, and on top of all of that, not only was the the podcast released, we then had to go. We had to update graphics. Oh, there was a gay panic, a gay panic, like because, because on on said podcast timeline, the graphics were only supposed to be happening next week. You only no, found No, this out week. Yeah, the graphics were supposed week. to be happening this week. The end of this week. You only found out about the podcast like four days before. But literally on well, the podcast fourth, Instagram. The yeah, the Instagram for yeah. the podcast. No, I I you do I'm, you just I, I am aware <laughs> we are doing this. Um. Yeah, on the first episode, literally, it was when you told me... When we were recording the first episode is when you told me that we had a podcast... Instagram. Yeah. So like <laughs> you can imagine the shock and dismay. <laughs> I didn't I wasn't even logged into it. I didn't even know that I I didn't even know there was an account. Never mind the password to, to you go get. back. It wasn't so bad because it didn't hit Spotify yet. But the distributor that we use has a partnership with Spotify, so it you where it would usually take maybe three to five working days. No, it took five minutes. Five whole minutes. And while Roots was just spinning around in a complete three sixty smoke coming out of her ears, <laughs> not sure what to do, just screaming in tongues. I instantly jumped on the gay bandwagon and I logged into the website. We had to like come up with blurb, everything. We had to do all that. We got the website updated. Yeah. In fairness, right in record time, we got the website updated. Mm-hmm. We got the um, Instagram launched. I got yeah. to log into the Instagram, which was, w- was which fab. was a phenomenon in itself. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we just basically we basically launched it. The feedback was amazing, but only at the end of that day, the podcast had been out. Some good reviews had come in. Some being the. The big word there. Yeah. Um some reviews have come in and then one of our friends was like, But why didn't you just delete it and re upload it? A different That's day? not how analytics work, Check. Hang on, I'm gonna go get an ice cream from the ice cream man Get us two. Get us a ninety nine, although it's actually three ninety nine. Do you remember That's the, the boat? Ice cream boats. Oh and you get um But you'd always want one as a kid, you always you would only be allowed to get a screwball, but you really wanted a boat. You really wanted You'd a never eat the boat. No, no, no. You'd, feel you'd get one of those like stinger or fresher bars. Or really? even worse, when they did give you a boat and it had the fruit in it, but all you wanted was two flakes yeah and and you'd ask for the two flakes. I'd like the two flakes. I feel like that's where my trauma is linked to. Childhood. I have a lot of traumas from, from my childhood around um ice cream vans. I remember some girl, I think her name may have been Sarah, like offered me a gob stopper, or a gob gob what jawbreaker. No, a gobby that's mm. what gobby. <laughs> and um that she got from an ice cream van. And they found out afterwards that she had in fact already had a and she was like, "Ew!" It? But then, become, <laughs> because we were like seven and eight, everyone was like, "You're after me and Sarah, you are. Oh, you're after a shift." And no, it was vile. It was like, "Is I mean, that wouldn't, they wouldn't be flying nowadays in the pandemic?" Is Sarah the steps. one who bore your child, or? Yeah, yeah,
1: hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Now, all things aside, the the initial adrenaline rush and getting the episode out and promoting it, we were very very surprised, like you've already said, mm. of the response. We weren't expecting it to um. I suppose, to have the reception that I had, we kind of thought it'd be something that would probably fly under the radar, not necessarily be, you know, make the biggest ripple in the pond. I yeah. don't know what other metaphors I can bring to the table here. But... Yeah, I would say, you use more onomatopoeia. I can't. I only have a debit card. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. See, my N25 card got rejected, so... <laughs> um, no, but look, the, the response has been, like... Really, really, I suppose I'm not going to say heartwarming because absolute gag at the top of no, saying that. No, no, no. But heartwarming all the same. No, it's still disgusting. It's like when singers win awards and go up and cry, and you're literally like, oh, "Shut up! No one wants you to go up there and bawl no, your eyes out. No, they want you to go up and just say your thank you and get on with it. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're if you're doing it correctly and you do it like Beyonce, you don't show up at all. You just send Solange to do your bits. So no, I was actually thinking Solange actually just sounds like a delivery app. <laughs> yeah, I got on Solange. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you so much for uh, the lovely response so far. I won't ever thank you again after this because I feel like in this episode I've thanked them enough yeah. that I never need to thank anyone again. One thing for the honourable mentions though, um, people really loved the toilet roll story. Yeah. The funniest thing was how unplanned that genuinely was. Oh, like was. genuinely. Because like we have had people ask us like, was this a stunt? Was this part of the gag? Was this you know planned in advance? It genuinely wasn't, and the no. whole the the gas. You thing were is, actually just that, like I you really just, had no idea what was going on. You didn't know we had no you barely. You just about knew. I that just we about had a podcast. I, in I just the about works. turned up to record. Yeah. let's be real here. <laughs> um, no, like it. It was one of those things that I fully misunderstood the assignment. Yeah, I thought I thought one thing, you thought another thing. No, you, I taught the correct thing and you misunderstood. Well Let's, I mean you thought the correct thing in your world. In my fantasy, I was correct. <laughs> I was doing the correct thing. I was abiding by the you thing. You were a miss thing. I was, for that moment, miss thing. But instead you were just not listening. I was just missing the, the information. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um but what we've decided to do is we've decided to continue to compromise our relationship and we're going to um in, have a, a segment, an installation. Ironically, oh. against my better judgment, we are keeping this as a segment in the podcast. Yeah. So whenever we have a disagreement, you can absolutely expect us to time and time again put ourselves and our relationship on the line for a year. For a year. For a year. <laughs> We're actually pirates. <laughs> for your entertainment. We've seen the moment and we seized it. Let's yeah. be real here. Much like the way that the man will come and seize our house if we don't get to um get back to drag anytime soon because... It's um it's hard out here for a bitch. Yeah. So, to wrap that all up, from now on, due to popular demand, we have decided that if we ever come across a dispute, a disagreement, a debacle, if you will, we're going to just brand that whole part The Lover's, Lovers. Yeah, yeah. So, we, yeah, again, your uh, stupidity and blunder has now inadvertently created, I suppose, a segment. Yeah. Well I think Yeah (laughs) Right so mistaken I want us um, To Again because we're Such contextual queens To create a little bit Of context for the listeners Before we hop on To our next segment With our lovely Special guests. Sorry I just want to say That like This is my lover's tiff already (laughs) Is that I don't know if it's just Lockdown or the fact that we literally never leave each other's side, But I have found in recording these episodes that... Is this something about me? Not necessarily about you. It's something about Well, it is. A, you know, I not, no, I know. It's actually not. No 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 no, 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 no. It's not entirely about you. You just triggered it in me, and now I have an, an uncontrollable... So what percentage of it is about me? Probably 99%. I have an <laughs> uncontrollable rage of the fact that there's just some things that annoy me so much. In episode one, it was... For some reason, it ignited that uncontrollable rage when you said Miss Rona (laughs) and now I said it first but it's the contextual queens thing I can't stand that (laughs) (laughs) but we're very contextual queens we love to add context how many even in a day to day life I'm just going to stop saying I'm going to add context and actually just give context for a change save us about 10 seconds in airtime. yeah so then would you like to give some context maybe I will maybe I won't We'll see, won't we? Later on in the episode, we're going to be joined by Eris and she's going to be telling us all about her experience of moving to London, doing drag in London, and I suppose a general update of where on the welfare queue she is. Yeah. Now, notice that Miss Taken didn't say whether the experience that she's doing in London is not good nor bad. It's it's just an experience. I'm sure it is, and in fairness, we haven't done the interview yet, and I'm not going to lie, I am quite nervous because she comes out with some shite. She
1: oh, comes everything. Out with all shite. Her bollocks.
0: Yeah. No. Un- like unfiltered. Shite But before that um, I suppose let's give our kind of hot take On the Dublin scene As if we were explaining that to somebody Who has never stepped on the Dublin scene Or mm. seen the Dublin scene before A tuppence about The Dublin scene Yeah a hapenny if you will Yeah Yeah just a halfpenny. <laughs> Um So th- I think it's fair to say That the Dublin scene Has some of the most well rounded Don't talk about their way <laughs> Out the gate Don't do that I have to include myself in this. In <laughs> no, the Dublin scene does have the most well rounded talent. I think that's fair to say, and I don't yeah. think that's in any way controversial. Dublin, as a, a, a community, we have some of the most diverse talent. Yeah. And I suppose that kind of is, de- is very deep rooted in Irish people as a people, not to get too deep about it. Yeah, well, we just like to no one's shock nor dismay, d- the Dublin scene is very Irish. But when I say very Irish, I mean. The queens and kings and everyone in between have that unbottleable if that's the word, Irish charm about yes. us. Now, the Americans tried to bottle that and sell it as cereal. Lucky I'll bo- charms. I'll bottle an American now in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the scene itself is very small, but I... I, it... I think that's a testament, though. The thing is, in, say, for example, using America, because America is the most commercialised drag these queens come onto the show and are like, I'm a fashion queen. I'm a comedy queen. I'm like, if you're a drag queen or a drag king, again, anything in Ireland, I don't even think it's just Dublin in Ireland, you are just a drag performer. You don't, you're not a comedy queen. You're not a fashion queen. That's it's, very very true for America. Is to put put your kind of self in an archetype of yeah. yes, and this and that, and that I belong to this house. This is how I should yeah. be. This is how I present myself. And I, but think, that doesn't fly in Ireland. No, and I think again because the scenes tend to be quite a little bit smaller. Um, it's because there's not necessarily a vast majority of gigs and there's not these huge institutional drag houses that have been around for years like there is in America so everyone kind of has to be good at everything in order to get opportunities or grand for the most part yeah if you're like us that's not even that's not (laughs) that's not shade or anything but that's just genuinely the truth you just have to be able to scrape by yeah scrape by to a certain extent and then excel at what you do best yeah in order for it to be a success I suppose because in America Mm -hmm. they have almost like a rite of passage where they can be busted and they can do this that and the other, and then be like, no, it's not for me. Yeah. In Ireland, that's weeded out probably a little bit sooner because the like, the, like I said, the scene is so small yeah. and so diverse. You need to find your niche pretty quick, otherwise, you're just it's not going to work for you. Yeah, because I people haven't have seen, already seen it before. I haven't seen my niche in years. I've seen my nephew last week, but I haven't seen my niche. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe this will just be a one series podcast, I'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> um, if we take drag in America, for example. Which apparently we are, in and we're just running with it. Yeah. Well, here we are. Um, it's the it's probably the the scene that's most widely televised. Anime. Yeah. There's literally a Netflix show about it, so. There is literally a, a small I'll known know. community driven show called RuPaul's Drag Race. About just it. do you want to preface, which is a whole other topic altogether, but RuPaul's Drag Race is not an accurate representation of drag in America, drag in the UK, drag it's anywhere. It's not a representation of drag at all. No. But, but it's a very entertaining television show. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a whole other kettle of fish, but continue on anyway. Okay. If we take America as the example, yeah. drag is commercialised, it's very manufactured. It's like, do you know in Toy Story 2 when they're manufacturing those toy soldiers in Santa's workshop? Not Toy, toy Story. Story. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus, the Santa Claus 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, and they're, they're going through the... It's like it, there's like a there's a type that's just been that's coming up and it's almost yeah. generational. Cookie cutter, very cookie cutter, yeah. and it's all very generational. And it's maybe slightly starting to come over here now as well. Yeah. Um, Although in fairness, I think part of the reason that it is starting to come in over here is because of some of the queer kids that live in fucking like Ballygo Backwards that have no references except for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, like well, they look in fairness, right? We can't be sitting here saying, "Oh, Tomas from Tubber Curry do you know, if that's all of his, if that's his whole kind of reference point, well then who's, who are we to say otherwise? There's no drag bar for him to go to. There's no, like, gay scene local to Tupperkuri to that I'm aware of. And if there is, they're obviously not booking queens. So, well, you asked who do we blame? I say Hall Martin. And I say we move on. So moving on, um, <laughs> no, but that does happen. That these young kids think drag is this way, then they come and see an actual Irish drag show, and they're like, "Oh, this is not at all." It's not the way, a, especially if they start doing drag themselves and say, "Join those queens on them shows." It's not the same. And oh, it's knocked out with them. Like we said, it's a it's a great TV show, and it, yeah. it is a good reference point, especially if you've no other reference points to yeah. go on. Um, but it's not everything. You know? No. Like and every scene is so different. America's very different, Dublin's very different. Dublin and Scotland are very, very similar. I think that's yeah. probably fair to say. But the one thing with all those scenes, which I think is really interesting, is every scene, the cream rises to the top the most well-rounded and diverse artists are mm-hmm. usually the ones that stay around the longest. Yeah, because like even, although we were saying about America, cookie-cutter drag and all this kind of thing, then there are those huge drag divas like Jackie Beat. Legends. Um, legends. Like legends. literal legends. Yeah. And and Peru. legends that we, you hear of before yeah. Drag Race was ever even a thing. They were yeah. doing all this. They and were doing fairness, what the Rue the, the girls are doing, but they were doing it Yeah, 20 years ago. And in fairness, RuPaul is to be included in that legend. Yeah, in fairness, RuPaul up to the 90s was the drag queen. Yeah, exactly. And that's fair to say. And now RuPaul is... A full-time fracker. (laughs) (laughs) The fracking. But like you said, much like in America, the cream rises to the top. It's kind of the same... Well, it is the same over here. Because um, one thing that's commendable about Irish drag is, like I said before, we don't have these powerhouse um, houses. drag houses. Yeah, we don't We don't have power in our house. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have these huge drag families who are putting you in drag and telling you do this and do that and, you know, getting you these gigs. So what you find is people may think, oh, drag, that sounds deadly. I'm going to do that. I'm so going to be a drag queen. I never thought that. Fair. And now here we are. <laughs> but... You do kind of see these kids coming up and then they're literally like, oh, fuck. What is going on? Like, what is this? Yeah. Because it's not easy. And what I want to say is that it's commendable to all Irish drag queens because we have to be passionate about it. She we be- stick with it because we love it. It's not this whole But to be fair... Like you said, it's not easy. It's very easy to to get in drag for your first time. Yeah. It's not easy to stay in drag and keep no. if, if you want to make a, like a job out of it, a career out of it, or, what, or even if you want to just do it part-time or anything. Mm-hmm. the Where it's not easy is you kind of have to just keep evolving all the time. Yeah, exactly. Now, I've been wearing the same dress for the past God knows how many years. Yeah, and I wasn't going to be the one to call you out on it, but you did call yourself out, so here we are. I think in my drag career, I've had maybe five sets of lashes. <laughs> it's probably like an annual thing. I change them up every now and then. But like... No one else knows Well most people do know Yeah Sometimes no it's, like, it's clockable Yeah it's, it's very, very clockable, clockable. Um, But yeah Essentially What I'm go- trying to get at Is that Any drag queen That's around in Ireland Should give kudos To themselves Because for you To actually last Any amount of time In the Irish drag scene You really have to have A passion and a fire To do it Yeah exactly And like your passion Lies with drag Not brushing your teeth Exactly So you know And the fire is for my breath To each their Fiery mind. breath <laughs> think we're long overdue ending in this conversation it's been five minutes of utter shite <laughs> rambling on and i don't know about you i'm anticipating another couple of minutes of utter shite and rambling on from our guest oh 100 uh, utter shite and rambling on is actually just her twitter bio <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically um eris is going to come along and talk about the same thing except she's going to do it in her weird american accent that she got from nowhere <laughs> <laughs> Hey girls! Oh my god, it's so fab to be on the podcast. Congratulations on starting it up. I, this is, I think this is, no I did Mike's show before, this is my first Irish podcast that I've ever been on. So we're, we're international podcasting now. Well congratulations, your hymen has been popped. For anyone who doesn't have the pleasure to know your illustrious, long-lasting career... Um, and <laughs> explain who you are, what you do, if, if you're able to actually do those things. Yes, well, now that I've taken my ADD meds, I can slow myself down enough to think about all this. Yeah, no, so I got into drag with the girls when we all kind of started, but I'm over now in London and, and- How long have you been in London now at this stage? See, I always consider myself like a new to London gal, but I've actually been there like over two years now. Cause you were not almost yeah. in London as long as you were in Dublin, no? Actually, I never even thought of it like that. Yeah, I've been to, yeah, I've I've now actually probably been in London for just a bit longer. And you started the impact in impact that I'd have seen, so no, we're yet to make any sort of impact except with the law and with lascivious gentlemen waiting on corners. There can be there can be a hundred people on, on a road and an only one will have syphilis. And it's and it, 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 if you believe that you can have syphilis, too. It's very that way. So you said now that you are a London queen. So basically, now that you sold out and moved to the UK and 100. now have full British citizenship and now bow to the Queen um how are you finding that pagan england is fierce i mean i it took me ages to realize what a conversion rate in money was because i got there and like stuff looks like it's a bit cheaper in the uk so instead of a fiver for a big mac meal i'd be like girls 450 (laughs) i was like everyone is an idiot not living here (laughs) and then i think someone was like you know it's it's quite more expensive to live here um what do you think has been kind of the most noticeable differences between the dublin and london scene in terms of actually doing a show um i'd say i'd say the crowd in in the uk they can be a bit more like mm, like you know how do i look am i you know what I, like i feel i used to always feel in the george and at Potbelly Pig, where we used to, like, always perform together and stuff, like, I felt that the Irish audience used to love to just, like, sling back two drinks and fucking scream. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that topic, when we were over before um the pandemic, when you brought us to, um uh, when you brought us out on that night in London. To, the box. A- to the box. To the box, that's box, right. Yeah. We were sitting down there and we, we got the drinks, as the gals do get. And... When I drink, I, like, I, I'm drinking, I'm, I'm drinking for the night. Yeah. someone cut us off, myself, yeah. and I they was I like, was, I was, I wasn't even shocked. I was disgusted. I was like, what you mean? 800 years of oppression and you're cutting me off after two drinks? I had six drinks, which to me is, is just. The one drink basically at the start of the night, I need at least that just gets you up on your feet. Yeah. That just that's that's that just to me... settle in, that's just to warm up the blood from the cold. That outside. gets me from the door to the table. Like, and they were like, You're going to have to wait for your next drink. And I was like, <laughs> Who are you to tell me when I can have my next drink? But... I just love observing roots in different countries because they're not yet aware who they're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> i love us I love a stranger and especially a stranger with ideas saying anything to Ruth and i i will I will let them know that those ideas are in fact falsehoods and I falsehoods called- mistruths lies scandals debauchery all the rest yeah but the yeah I would say overall the audiences is they're different like girl not in a messy way if you're cultureless enough to be at a drag show anyway like you're all one in the same but i would just feel that the irish audiences are a bit more crack that yeah. would be my concern. so better. basically what you're saying is the irish audience is better and you regret selling us out to move to bow to the queen this is actually just an intervention and um, we have the minister for transport on the line as well and he was just saying that um you're not welcome back anytime soon Girl, I'm not even welcome back in the UK at the minute. I'm thinking of doing an Angelina Lovelace and moving to Portugal. Do a Miss Fame and just fully move to Zurich. I was listening to that. uh, I was listening to her on the Katya and Trixie podcast the other day. She's managed to make living in Zurich at like beside a lake sound like kind of like a hardship. Yeah, yeah. Like I was listening to her kind of like, yeah, the wind here is really good for the moistening of the skin, but I find it to just be a little bit too peaceful. Sometimes I was like, can't relate, stop. I need something real here. Do you guys actually, to throw it back at you, do you guys, either of you, uh, have a specific memory of an audience that was your favorite audience yes i'll say mine and you can say yours i suppose we went to belfast to do a rusty hinge's shows um show fuck yeah friday was that wait, at maverick. boombox technically well, it's maverick, maverick it's yeah. yeah what must be now easily three years ago i remember that time when you I, two would go up on the bus you, you were, were supposed, supposed to go. do it and you you were you cancelled as you tend to do sometimes <laughs> that's odd. Did I cancel? Was I supposed yeah. to do it? Because yeah. I wasn't supposed to do it. And I, that's why I ended up doing that It was show. meant to be me and you, Eris. And then... Ah, and then that's uh, the Something must have been on. Because I remember, at, certainly at that... Even now, like, I wouldn't be one to turn down again. But something really must have been on if I didn't do... It. Yeah, so think, you two yeah. went up anyway. Yeah, it was like their culture night or whatever. And when I tell you, Rusty got on that mic and was like, we have two girls from Dublin. You could have told them... <laughs> You, de Devalera himself, uh, had walked into the building, and they, 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 kissed our shoes. You were treated oh. like Moroccan sacrificial lambs. No, they were insane. Yeah, no, that I, I, am not going to. I'm not even going to pretend that I remember that night. Do you? Not? I remember the moment of the the big cheer, but I remember nothing else. Do you remember day. us being outside in the smoking area, which is actually just the, the door to the street? Um and the people, so like, you have to get on your on your plane home now. <laughs> oh, they fully thought, yeah, they yeah. Fully and we were like, you to get a plane back down to Dublin. Yeah, they were, and then they were like, we're so jealous that you live in the south, and that would that was. So I, I took out my. I am tour obsessed tour. with when they call it the south. <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah. your What's your audience? Um, I think it was probably it was it probably was one of the private events at probably Big. No, it wasn't. It was. Do you remember? the bank holiday at Poppily Pig, and it was the... Bank oh, holiday. Well, it, maybe it was wasn't it the holiday. Day? Oh, it was. It was Paddy's Day. Sorry. Yes. It was... My favourite was definitely Paddy's Day. In 2019? 2019. Well, 2020 didn't happen. Oh, so 2018. No, 2019, idiot, because 2020 didn't happen. Yeah. Take a year off. I did pass maths and I could get that. Well, I'm fucking dyslexic. (laughs) It was Paddy's Day 2019 in Poppily Pig. We thought we were going to just do a show. That was grand. Head off home. It'll be quite camp and that was the end of it. No, it turned into, it was the show. It was then a lock-in. The Uh, piss-up, the the way they used to do uh, it. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girl, a lock-in, a lock-in. If you fucking put enough disenfranchised cross-dressers in, a, in in any place, a lock-in can be made, and those pot-belly pig lock-ins. Call it a cafe, bitch. That was a speakeasy when they used to lock the doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Once that shutter came down, and it didn't even have to come all the way down. No. As soon as it got to the three-quarter way down mark, that's when you just knew. That's when the wigs came off, the shoes came off. <laughs> you loved doing a full costume change on that nice high toilet where you could just perch yourself. Yeah. Isn't there a really good picture, actually, of you, like, reading a magazine on that? And it's, like, oh, taken... That was in London. That was I, London. There's been several times in drag I've been photographed on the toilet. <laughs> 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 so, overall, are you enjoying your experience so far in London? Yeah, it's good. I mean, like, in Dublin, I had just come up as a bar queen and been doing performances, But in London, simply because it's just a bigger city and there's more gays looking for the sesh and the party or whatever, there's actually lots of opportunities to host as like a party host. And then I also do like hosting for like clubs. So I when I got there first, I was very concerned that I wouldn't work out of drag because like I, I moved away to to be a drag queen so I had a real thing where I was like I don't want to get a day job I just want to hustle as many gigs as possible so I started hosting at straight clubs as well so there's this club Cirque Soiree Soir that I work for and have worked since I started there um, and I would like work there m- like like three or four nights a week. And that's like a straight hip hop club. It's not a gay club. But there it, but there'd be like fab gays that turns looks turn looks there. Yeah. Yeah, then yeah. I also host Heaven nightclubs Monday night party popcorn with candy heels and maca and that's honestly uh, like one of the funnest gay nights in London like it's the it's it, it's their fun so and then uh, aside from that you'd have like the gigs that I perform at as well I have a show now at circa Embankment on Fridays called Friday Vibes so that's oh. fun but hosting if in London there's lots of gigs to be got so it's actually quite easy in London to break into drag. Through hosting first rather than performing. Yeah, I suppose, because in comparison to Dublin, that's kind of almost the reverse in a way. Yeah, you have. Totally, totally. It's a whole other format. Like the opportunities in Dublin, they're not, it's not that there's any less opportunities, but they're just different. You just have to kind of go about them in a different way. Yeah, Um, 100%. You have to put your time in in Dublin and you have to do your numbers and like. We don't have also in Dublin, we don't have these big institutions that have been there like the the George has been there since like 1985 or whatever okay that's that but like there aren't these big you know decade-long traditions of nights or whatever so yeah like like a lot of people need to make their gigs and you guys have your out with the misses events and stuff like that so where I think it would be a little bit easier in London is because there are gigs to kind of run at. where I think in Dublin if you're not very well established and in with the right folk or whatever the onus is kind of on you to 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 forge your own path in a way kind of so what's what's next for you what's next for me i don't know making a fool of myself on 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 the largest platform that will have me i'd also love to kind of expand Mm -hmm. my show and get it done more kind of get it at different bars and stuff kind of just um continuing what i'm doing now but kind of just trying to put more out Truth be told, my New Year's resolution was um, to drink less. Psych, it wasn't to drink less. It was to put out YouTube videos, girl. And um, we have, I, I, I am woefully, like almost to the point where you'd think I was putting it on, bad technology. And my mom said to me over Christmas, like, the only one losing out on all of this is you. Like, and especially, you know what, that we've all been living in for ages. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more obvious know. than ever. You're either going to get on board or you're going to be left behind. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you guys, to be fair, were straight out with like, good morning, Misses and like had stuff going on. And I was kind of like, this whole, like people are getting big on YouTube. And if you don't have that much of a platform or are, currently without your gigs, as I didn't think I would be until there was a pandemic. If you don't have something to put your shit up on, you're left behind and yeah. your your Instagram handle. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You kind of that's the thing I suppose we've all learned in the last year is you kind of have to be you don't dynamic. Have to, you don't have to be ahead of the game, but you have to be able to play the game. Yeah. Totally. Um, totally. You did mention though that you want to do you'd would love to do drag race do you think that that's the kind of route you want to go down? Like living in the UK, living in London, all the different opportunities that are there, are you kind of, not putting your eggs in the one basket, but like are you basically kind of putting your energy into, say, trying to get cast and Drag Race yeah. and go that route? Like, or Shane Ward, is that your goal, do you know? Or do you have well, other opportunities that you want to pursue? That's why I like that I work at um, straight venues as well, because it gives you a totally different audience. I've had really interesting funky opportunities that have come from other venues from like working in straight nightlife Mm -hmm. so yeah on the gay side of things absolutely like 100% be going on drag race would be a dream like I I like you know I'd love that but um I think at this point I would just like anything that will give me like good exposure and that'll be a platform that actually, I, I was gonna say a platform that won't make a mockery of me, but like, I don't make no a way. mockery of any platform you're yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll make a mockery of the platform before the platform makes a mockery of me. Um, can I say the I, I just need to interject? I know this is not part of the agenda. I had limitless time and was thoroughly entertained last week when I was listening on the first episode, and you guys had like the segment where it was like okay we live together we need something that we didn't you know already gab about this week so we'll each have our bit and it's Ruth's idea so she like I'll go first she's talking about climate change or god knows what the fuck <laughs> and, and then I just hear me like ah here are you like what and I was like Taking was like I thought we were like Having a go at each other on the That's air, so and I was like, I was, Ooh! like Ooh! Because yeah. she starts spouting shit about it's a sin, and I was like, Wait, "But where?" where yeah, is that it I was it. it. was it's a yeah. sin. Yeah. The one time I don't try and start something, and the one it's brought time, to your door, <laughs> I I fully was like, "Yeah, I I know what we're doing. I can sit down. I can do this podcast. I had my little notes ready to go. I kept my little secret of what I was gonna say, and then she comes out with it's a sin." I I I I I can be your true honest feedback from the audience without lying. Roots, that was a fantastic idea. Mistakins is bad. Be- like we want, we want, we want disharmony. We want, we want bitterness. Like Absolutely. as soon as she was like, I thought we were calling each other out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Eris, um, thanks so much for joining us on the second episode of the podcast you will now live forever through the means of our podcast until we Thank you yeah. so so much for having me on, girls. If anyone would like to locate me on the information superhighway, I was hit prepared. me up on the. Yeah. E- like uh, What do you do? You have anything to plug? Well, you just went and done it yourself. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, this is this is actually what it used to be like when all three of us will be together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram, YouTube. My Instagram is Eris Blackstone, and my YouTube is Eris Blackstone. And there's content incoming on both of those. You can find Roots and I next. Uh, w- this comes out on Monday, doesn't it? Yeah so you said Wednesday was it? Sometime after this comes out there'll be a video on my channel with Roots and I detailing some of our early drag disasters as there are many. Thank you so much for having me on guys. Thanks for clearing some time out of your busy schedule to be here. Uh, We know you have a lot going on at the moment so as we we, all do do appreciate it you know. I pulled the dildo out of my ass to, to just sit on a, a flat surface for a change. <laughs> uh, Eris, thanks so much and we will catch up with you soon. Thanks, girls. Bye. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, but my ears are bleeding. So I suppose we'll leave it there. No, I told you about the weird American accent. Oh, it's very prevalent. Like- and do you know, it's it's? here's another thing that annoys me. You do it when you're talking to her.
1: Yeah. You mimic that accent I do And I
0: probably do as well And I just don't see it Out of sheer ignorance mm. But When we went to London To see her I came back And called everyone Including my mother Baby For like two <laughs> The girlfriend was like Baby Yeah nobody actually Really does sound like Eras in fairness Even Americans Would be offended And yeah. to offend an American They have to force Be aware Of how annoying they are It's an amalgamation Of misculture. Now Another That's thing That's her album Instead of like the emancipation of Mimi it's just the amalgamation of Miss culture. <laughs> so mistaken. Where can the lovely people find you if they wish to do so? If I'm not on the housing list, you'll be able to find me on Instagram at I am Mistaken. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Roots. Do you know How I didn't ask. <laughs> and you can find us both in the. McDonald's drive through on the Colmore Road. Or, if mistaken, stuck to the outro guidelines, she would tell you that you can <laughs> find us at That's Gossip Pod on Instagram to keep up to date on all things to do with our podcast. We also have a website, outwiththemissas.com. And if you have any gossip that you'd like to share or you would like us to bring up a topic on the podcast, feel free to email us at that'sgossippod at gmail.com. Please send us the results of any STI tests that you may get. Slight disclaimer, we do only check the emails once a month, so we will get back to you within four to six business months. <laughs> and I guess that's it for this episode. So, good bye. But you're right.